Welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. for our scripture this morning. Uh, So we're going to be reading Matthew. You guys can follow along with me. Uh, But Matthew, uh, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's pray. Oh, Father, yes, thank you. Um, thank you for this, this command and this, this going out and what we, um, what we get to do as followers of Jesus. So Lord, um, I pray that we would, um, as we talk about that, that you would just bring forth, um, your message, your stories, your fruit. And yeah, just be with us this morning as we go and dive into um, what that looked like for uh, for a couple of us, just hearing your name and your word and, you know, for the first time. Um, so Lord, I pray this morning that, um, yeah, that your name would be lifted up and that you would be honored and glorified in all that we say and do. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. Hey, guys. As we've been talking about all this morning, we're doing something a little different. Uh, As Missy said, we're starting in this new series called Discover Faith Conversations. So what we're going to do this morning is have a conversation. And uh, when you think about evangelism, just that word, sharing your faith, proselytizing, conversion, like those have all become bad words in our culture. Uh, And they've they've become bad words in the church, too. I don't know if you remember last year, I think it was, I, I talked to you guys about this, this study that was released that said um, the majority of Christians, so not, not those outside of the church, but the majority of those who call themselves Christians in Canada uh, view evangelism as morally wrong. So we have here, it's, it's moved into the category of sin. And, and so when I think about it, I'm like, well, whose fault is that? Whose fault is it that evangelism has changed, has become a bad word? And, and I think it, it's us, guys. The, the fault relies on the church. And, and so what do we need here? Do, do, we need, do we need new nomenclature? Do we need to change the words? Do we need, uh, do we need new methods? Uh, what, what do we need to start to redeem sharing our faith? Because as Missy just read out of Matthew chapter 28... That's the last thing Jesus said to his disciples in in the book of Matthew, right? Is is that we're to go and we're to make disciples. Uh, We're to teach other people. We're to share our faith. We're to share his love. We're to share his light. We're to to imitate Christ. Like all all these things we're supposed to do. So we can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. We have to figure out how do we do this. And, And we think that the way to redeem this is to discover faith conversations. Because really, if Jesus is your life, so if you're a follower of Jesus this morning, Paul says in Colossians chapter 3 that your life is hidden in Christ. Which means that Jesus, and, and he says this later, he says, he is your life. 
And if that's true, if that's true for you this morning, then talking about Jesus shouldn't be difficult at all. But oftentimes we make it very awkward and unnatural and, and, and difficult for us because uh, we treat it like this formal, uh, this formal conversation or this, this conversation where we have to get everything all in at one time. We don't view it as, as a progression or in steps. So we think, all right, I'm going to share the gospel, so I'm going to get it all in at one time. And, and guys, every time, uh, whenever I did that when I was growing up, um, like in my 20s, it, it just... It just always bombed um we don't we we don't view it as this relationship right and 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 if you think about jesus being your life talking about jesus should be as natural as talking about your job as talking about your schooling as talking about your spouse or your kids or your parents your family should be or or your passions right like how often do you find yourself in conversations about sports and you're like, oh, I'm passionate about sports, but you're like, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus too, but your passion, there's no passion there for you. And it's, it's, um, and that's, that's what always gets Adam and I most, mostly Adam. Cause I love sports, but Adam's always like, um, and Adam likes sports too, but, but, um, I like playing sports myself. Yeah. Not watching it. <laughs> yeah. And, and he talks about like the arena, the sports arena as a big worship worship uh, center basically it's a worship service it's it's everyone's raising their hands and yelling and and screaming this player's name or whatever it is uh but but at church we're somber and we're we're, we're, there's no joy there's no passion we're we're just uh and and it doesn't show like what so what does that show people about our faith what does that show people about our jesus and and so we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning and so we got missy here who you guys know, and we have Adam, uh, who you guys who you guys know, and this is why Dave uh, led worship for us this morning, uh, so that Adam could sit in here on on this conversation because both of both Missy and Adam came to faith as adults, and for most of us, when we're sharing our faith these days, we're sharing our faith with adults, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to the playground and and trying to trying to find the six year old to share my faith with, right? Most, <laughs> yeah. So creepy, man. Yeah, yeah but uh, I'm also not going to. I'm also typically we're not going to like the um, I don't know the bingo hall where the old people hang out. <laughs> Mom and Dad, where do you guys hang out? <laughs> uh, we're, we're not. We're not going, uh, we're not going to share people, we're not going to necessarily share with the people who are much older than us. So for most of us in our church, which is, most of our church is under 40, right? Um, I mean, Archie, he'll go share in the bingo hall. <laughs> but, nice. <laughs> I love you, Archie. Um, you notice how I never throw Cindy under the bus. Oh, yeah. Right? Good, good thing, just, too. Just yeah. Archie. Yeah. Because we love Archie and we have the same type of humor. So um, uh, where was I with that? Oh, so most of us, our our church, most of you guys are under 40. And so you're going to share your faith with people who are in that age range. And both Missy and Adam really first heard the gospel in that age range. And they really first had their experiences with God then. So, um, yeah, let's, let's just start talking about it. Put your... Put yourselves in in uh, the mindset of where you were like almost twenty years ago. 
Ouch. All right. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Right? Like, uh, so it was, it was almost 20 years yeah. ago for you, about 19 years. Yeah. Uh, for Adam, how many years ago was it for you? Yeah, I don't have but to reach as far back. Okay, 10? thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it's It's going to be 10 soon. Oh. I think it's about nine, eight or nine years. Probably nine. Yeah. Ish, somewhere maybe in the half. Wow. So guys, wow. think about how recent that is for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for some of you guys, true. you're like... I've just I've been alive for twenty years. Oh. <laughs> I know, um, but yeah, think about how recent that is. Adam, Adam is 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 one of the leaders in our church, and yeah. he's eight to nine years along in his faith journey. Mm. Um, and and Missy also twenty years along in her faith journey, and and one of the leaders in our church. So, um, I just want to let's just start off with this, guys. Um, so back then. Uh, when, when uh, you weren't followers of Jesus, uh, what were some of the hindrances to uh, to the faith for you, or what were some of the hindrances to the church for you? Mm. Um, yeah, let's let's just start there. Um, yeah, for me, I I grew up in the Southern United States, which is known as the Bible Belt, and within my within the radius of Sorry my house. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but but with, within, you know, a couple kilometers of my house, there's probably like, I don't know, 10, 15 churches easily. Um, but and and a huge mega church. Oh, yeah. A massive one. Yeah. yeah. If not, more I remember than when, that one was, now. when that was built. Um, yeah, it's huge. And but for me, I was just um, I was never opposed to it. But I think it's because I was never like exposed to it. You like what I did there? Yeah, I, I see what you, you see did, what there. I did there. I like that. That's a bottom <laughs> that line. That just came to me. Actually, guys, that's really good. <laughs> for a bottom line for today, most people aren't opposed to the gospel. They've just never been exposed to it. Oh, snap. Boom. Come on. Mike dropped that. Yeah, yeah. I like I'm that. Done. Did you that's script good. that or did you just come up no, with that? No, that just came to me. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit right there. That is so that good, is. right? Okay. That is, that's good. Anyway. Um, yeah. Which is so awesome, right? Like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, that, that releases us of yes. the pressure to share our faith, right? Yeah. Just like, man, okay, I'm not going to talk Yeah. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. You go, girl. It's cute. Q and A. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Let's just do Q. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I was. I just. I, I wasn't really exposed to it. So the hindrance for me was just a lack of, a lack of like knowledge, a lack of knowing anything about it, ignorance. I don't know what, what you want to say, but I just. Yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't exposed. That was. I guess that. That is. If you think about it, I mean, it's not a hindrance, but it's a huge hindrance, right? Like. Because I didn't know. Yeah, but it's and not I was in an environment where I probably should have known. I don't know. And you're saying that hindrance necessarily wasn't self-imposed, right? You didn't, you didn't have a hindrance that said, well, I don't want to believe in this because it was just... Yeah, right. There's right. nothing... I, did you ever think about the church? No. No. Just no exposure. No exposure. Didn't think about it. Wasn't. But what, what? But what? Oh, and guys, as we go through this, uh, feel free to post questions in the feed. Mm. So we'll, we'll stop and we can answer your questions or, and they may spill over into the Q&A later, but um, feel free to post comments and questions in the feed as we go through this for Missy, for Adam, 
for for both of them for me what who whoever um, and 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 uses time to interact with them as well as as a part of the conversation. Uh, so also, um, what things did you think about then? Boys. Like, yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, I was a teenager. Or I mean, like a teenager. It was in like university the day before I ever got exposed. So yeah, just all the other worldly things you think about, like, like, yeah. Did you think about dance, anything? Like, did you think about anything big and existential though? I did have a couple moments like that. Yes, um, where I thought, gosh, what is there? There's got to be more to life than this. But I didn't have an answer for that question, so I didn't. I didn't yeah, really. You can't dwell it. too long on you that. You can't dwell on that because no that answer? scares you. You're yeah. just like, ugh. So I just like shoved that down, and I didn't want to think about it anymore because I didn't have an answer. So, but I did have those questions. Yeah. So you had questions on like, what? What's my purpose? What What is this all here for? What am I here for? Who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Right. Those yeah. are questions of of what. Uh oh! Watch out! It's gonna bring down the hammer. Here we go! <laughs> Come on, guys! Those are questions of identity. Yep. And, and destiny. destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's when true. we and and that's that's our mission and our vision statement for yeah. people: identity and destiny. Those are things that most people deal with, yeah. and and even if they're fleeting, fleeting thoughts, um, they're they're there for everybody. It's it's yeah. common for all of us. Uh, and yeah, like, like Adam, like you're saying, when you don't have answers for them, well, they just, they just freak you out yeah. and you move along or, or you, or you become satisfied with the easy answer that you've, you know, like you only have categories to come up with certain answers on your own and they just, they make enough sense to just keep rolling right. yeah. and you can just be satisfied with that. Like, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. then I guess I should just be a good person. Cause you hear like little messages like that and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah. We'll just keep on rolling. I'm a good person. Right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Totally. Yeah. So what were some, some hindrances for you, Adam? Yeah, I think it's maybe I have a, uh, a little still, still kind of this apathetic, uh, framework, but maybe a little bit more anti, um, because it's all I would have seen of, of church, um, being more Canadian and up here is like stuff in movies. So I kind of like to joke sometimes it's like watch the boondock saints and like, that's church, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, so like a lot of Catholic yeah. exposure, right? Yes, yeah, high, I, high yeah. church, you know, hats, sticks, robes, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, like, what is that? Yes. You know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, one of my, one of my favorite lines about this, I think, is this new begin who says the church is the best hermeneutic for the gospel. So the, or is yeah. that Bonhoeffer? I forget. Ooh. Um, it's one of those two. But basically, it's like Gandhi. <laughs> we'll slap you, uh, and then you have to turn the other cheek, and I'll slap you again. <laughs> um, but the, when the world looks at the church, right, that's how they understand the message of the church mm. and the good news of God. And so I'm looking at this old, out of date, weird like thing. Going well, that's yeah. just silly, and yeah. the, or you know, yeah. probably use a yep. couple other four-letter words back then, right? But yeah. uh, and so then it's easy; it's really easy to move on and say no thanks, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and think that God is that He's like this 15th century, yeah. uh, you know, Pope-ist mm-hmm. type personality, right? So, anyway. yeah. Which is basically what, all, everything you just said is what the comfortable pew that book by Pierre Burton is about. 
and it's saying if you guys are supposed to represent Christ and represent God and and you're that that type of church and he's addressing mainly mainline churches in Canada uh, in the 60s then no one's going to want to be a part of that no one's going to want that God no one's going to want what what you rep- what what it looks like you're representing and that's such a that's such an indictment against us guys if people are looking to the church um we like it's our job so this is ephesians chapter two it says you know this is two eight and nine says for by grace you're saved and that whole but we kind of stop at nine mm-hmm. um ten goes to saying that we are god's workmanship with that which that word in greek means we're god's masterpiece like we were meant to be on display for the world to see and he says he prepared us for before he prepared us for that beforehand these good works that we might walk in them and show the world Jesus. So, so put on your special hat and your dress, and they'll see it all clearly. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't want to hit it too hard. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's oh, man. Um, yeah, anyway, okay, so that's, uh, that's, that's great. So hopefully that shows you guys a little bit about uh, what some, some of your friends may be thinking, some of your coworkers, where they are. So that we see a spectrum here, a little bit of... of you know, not, nothing horrible against the church, nothing, nothing intentionally bad, but then uh, some with, with Adam a little bit of, yeah, I don't think I want that type, type mentality because of what he was exposed to and what he did see. Uh, were you going to say something? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I did think of another one that was there. I didn't dwell too much on this, but I do remember in high school there being a group that I knew was like affiliated or like as a Christian group. Now, to be fair, I didn't really know what that meant, but I knew this group of people that did say they, they were Christian. It was supposed to be a Christian organization, but I also knew this group of people and the other things that they did. And there was just a lot of like, okay, this doesn't add up to me. And it, it, it was kind of a turnoff, I mean, to be honest, like, it, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, again, I didn't like dwell in it, but it was very much like, mm, I don't know. I know what those people do. And yeah, no. So you, you mean, so there was that, like, you mean they don't look any different than the rest of us. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're doing the same things. For sure. They're going to the same parties. Yeah. They're, they were the, the parties. They, they were, they, yeah. <laughs> they were leading that aspect of life. Yeah. 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 So. And that's that's what's so different here too, because the the Bible Belt. I remember when I moved to North Carolina, I was in I was I was in my junior year of high school, and I remember thinking I moved to the Promised Land. Yeah. I was like, everyone's a Christian here. This is awesome. Uh, like, this is like everyone. <laughs> I mean, and they did have Chick Fil A, so. <laughs> I knew that stuff out of laughing <laughs> with you, <laughs> but uh, uh, but I thought, wow, like everyone's a everyone's yeah. a Christian, and then I found out there's very 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 few followers of Jesus, and I felt I went from feeling like I w- I could relate to everybody to feeling like to feeling super lonely actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and isolated. Uh, anyways, this isn't about me. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. This is about you. <laughs> this is about you guys. So well, why don't you guys share a story of when someone, when someone shared their faith with you then and, and how that was. Yeah. So you want to, you can start this time. All right. So, uh, one of the biggest things that came about for me, um, was 
the pastor at the church that I went to for the first time. So I met a, I met a gal in college and she kind of dragged me to church cause I was interested in her and she was a cute little blonde thing. And I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, I'm into you and she was into church. So, Hey, maybe I'll be into church too. Let's go along. Right. But the pastor, uh, it was this, so it was this old dying Baptist church in, in downtown Toronto in the West end. And it, this church literally now is dead. Um, and some of the people are still around, but, uh, and they go to a different church in the same building. Pretty cool, interesting story there. But uh, anyways, this pastor was a young guy. Um, he was 33, the age that I am now. His name was Adam as well. So I called him Pastor Adam. <laughs> Don't ever call me Pastor Adam. <laughs> uh, that is reserved for that man only. I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, not at our church anyways. Yeah. And, uh, and so... Um, like I had conversations with this gal and stuff and, and she was trying her, her best. Uh, but here's one of the most powerful things, um, about this man in particular is he just showed up all the time to everything that I invited him out to. Mm -hmm. And that spoke so much volume, uh, to me. And I, I couldn't have like actually realized that at the time, but it's reflecting back being like, whoa. There's something different about this guy. He would, like, he wouldn't indulge in all the wild stuff that I was a part of, but he'd be like, hey, I'm going to go to this open mic. Like, do you want to come? He'd be like, yes. Hey, I'm going to do this birthday party thing with a friend. Do you want to come? Yes. Like, he was just in my life in a way that was totally natural. He was my friend. Like, it was... And even though I, I probably couldn't tell you anything specific about a conversation we had where I was like, he said this about God and he said, it, like, I could not even do that at all, though he was doing those things. Right. But this the, the pure presence of that person in my life was like, whoa, that yeah. is so powerful. So mm. and just opened me way up because it, it was such a different picture of what I understood Christians in church to be. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you do you still keep in touch with him today? Uh, it's so it's been a couple of years, but we did message him uh, a few months ago to, to kind of check in and stuff. And uh, yeah, so yeah. We, we've been texting a little more oh, in cool. the last few months. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I I love that, guys. Presence is I mean, presence is key. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. But. Stop going to bed at 9 o'clock and hang out with some of your non-Christian friends. Hmm. That's the point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Or just be, be willing to be flexible, right? Yeah. Be willing to sacrifice comfort sometimes to be present in someone's yeah, life, I huge. think. Mm -hmm. yeah. if, you know, if you want to engage a person like me, right? That's, that's how the, the big thing that God did at the time. So anyway. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, so for me, Mike, Mike was the first person to, to share the gospel with me. And... Um, we just started dating. Um, I won't go to the whole story. Um, but early on, very early on in the dating relationship, because this was because his faith was such a big part of his life. He, he sat me down and he just started sharing with me from the Bible. And, um, honestly, it was like he was speaking another language. I mean, I had no context for it. Um, again, I wasn't like completely opposed, but it just didn't make any sense to me. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, and so it didn't, you know, he was really kind of hoping for, for me to, you know, be like, yeah, like I totally agree and believe in Jesus, but I just, it was too much for me. It was like way too much, like too soon for, for somebody to kind of walk through with me. But I will say that, um, 
what spoke more to me than the Bible. And don't get me wrong. Like you can open to the Bible. I don't want to like the Bible's amazing. Um, but what, what spoke to me more was, was the character of Mike. Um, because I knew something was different about him and I'm maybe that first time you told me it was like starting to like connect the two. Um, but it was the way you lived your life and the way he treated me that was so much better than anybody else that I had had in, in a dating relationship. A real man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I knew there was something different about him. And I think that was maybe like the start of me trying to like connecting why. And so I was interested, but I just didn't have enough knowledge or, or, or I didn't have enough background to really get it. I think that's, that's, a, that's exactly what I'm talking about. When I'm like, I couldn't remember any particular conversation or thing he said. Cause it was such a foreign language, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, it's like if you just started speaking Italian to me, but you were really passionate and really engaging with me and you loved me and you're like, you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What do they say yeah, about yeah. communication? What's the percentage? Like so much of it is nonverbal. nonverbal. Oh, yeah. right. I, yeah. It's, it's 80 or 90 is, is nonverbal communication. Um, which, which probably sucks for a sermon on a live stream, eh? <laughs> Those aren't good odds. <laughs> That's, yeah, basically you guys aren't picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> yeah, we need to rethink this whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, but, and then guys, uh, you know, we just want to say this. Um, I mean, I was 20, Missy was 19, Adam was, uh, Adam was young when this was happening too. And 23. <laughs> yeah, 23. And so we don't, we don't encourage missionary dating, you know, that's, uh, I was, I was a strong follower of Jesus. So when I, when like, I just, yeah, our whole story, um, I saw her one day, asked her out that day, we went out that night. Um, and I remember I thought I was in the promised land. So I thought everyone was a Christian. I just thought the way she talked, she was a, a, a follower of Jesus as well. And I found out that night that she wasn't. So um, I was like, I got to get out of this relationship. This isn't going to go anywhere. So my, my out was, was, uh, converting her. <laughs> well, my out was like, well, I can't be in this, but I, I at least want to share the gospel with her. And I did it in a foolish way. I wouldn't do it like I did it back then at all. I thought I had to get everything in one conversation and that was it. And, and, um, and yeah, so that's why we're having this, this talk here. Uh, but yeah, that's, um, th those are, so you see here like some good and some bad in there, right? Um, cause she pretty much rejected it, but she didn't understand it, but she was like, you know what? There's something here. Right. And then Adam, right. just like what kept him around was a guy just basically pursuing him and being around him. So oh, there's so much value there and, uh, with people. Uh, and I think in, in this time, this, this crisis time, we've tried to be present to our neighbors, to the local businesses in our area by being present with them. Mm -hmm. Like guys, we're building relationship here. We're not, we're not trying to, to, um, uh, tell them about Jesus, everything about Jesus right away. We're just building relationship with, with the local entrepreneurs. Um, cause we think entrepreneurially, uh, we're, we're doing that with our, our neighbors and, and seeing where that leads in, into the future, just presence. Uh, <clears throat> so you talked about this a little bit, but well, no, let's, let's talk about this. What was it like for you guys the first time you heard the gospel? So you talked about it like a different language at first, but the first time you actually heard it and it grabbed you, 
-hmm. What was that like? Yeah, for me, it was when I when I saw the story acted out. Um, so, you know, in in, you know, with with Mike, you know, he'd, he'd ask me to go to church with him. And I always told him no, uh, because I didn't want to. I didn't honestly I didn't want to look like a fool. I, the TV thing is real. Like I was like, wow, like gosh, they like stand up, they sit down. And I don't know what to do. Uh, so I'm going to look stupid. Uh, so I was like, no. Um, so when he invited me to play, that's when I was like, yes, I will go to that. Um, Cause you sit there and you just watch. And, um, and I'm a visual learner. So that really helped me. Um, but that was a, there was a first time like just seeing And this was, it was around Easter time. So it was just seeing the story and life and death of Jesus acted out where God grabbed me. And, um, I just remember feeling completely scared that I didn't know what was happening to me, but I knew something was, I knew something was happening, but I didn't, I didn't fully understand it because my heart's beating out of my chest and the pastor's talking about how your heart's beating out of your chest. And I'm like, how does he know that? Um, it was so like scary to me. So I kind of froze, but it was, it was that, that night, that time where I was like, there's something to this. I didn't, I couldn't, again, I wasn't fully there, but I was just like, whoa, like this Jesus, there's something here. And I, I want to know more about him, but I didn't, I didn't really know what to do at first. Yeah. yeah. Um, just got a question here on the feed for you. Okay. Just based on your story. Yeah. Um, this is from David and Sarah Okay. Harley. And uh, they, they just asked, did you ever think about God? And, and if you did think about God, what did you think about or of him? I didn't really think about God. Um, I mean, it may have come up and I, 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 I didn't really, again, no, I didn't really think about God growing up. Um, I think I may have been like, oh yeah, like there's a God. Okay. But it wasn't anything that I, I mean, I never like, reached out to him. I never, you know, I just didn't really have, I didn't have many thoughts on it. No, I didn't. You never thought if there is one, you never thought, what does he have to do with me? Like, yeah, yeah. It just seemed so out there, so far out there that I just, no, I didn't. I certainly never thought he could know me personally. That never would have crossed my mind. Um, it was just like this existence that was out there, but I just never really had any need or thought about it too much. Yeah. What about, and this is from Jeff, what, what did you think about uh, when you drove by a church for both of you guys? Hmm. What do you think about when you pass by a church? Because there's a church right around the corner from where, a church building from where you grew up too. Um, so, like, yeah, what did you guys think about it when, you, when you'd walk by or drive by? I didn't really think much about it. I mean, it was just like, okay, yeah, there's, I mean, there's churches everywhere for me, so I didn't, you know, if I, yeah, there was just too many of them. I just was like, oh, that's nice. Like, you know, nothing. I, I was like, I think they do some good things maybe, but you know, they had to have like signs or like meals in the South. It's all about food and church. So, um, they would, you know, have like fundraisers and meals and stuff, but that I really didn't, didn't think too much else about it. How many crawfish boils were you invited to? <laughs> that's a deep South. We didn't have those in North Carolina. That's, that's more like Nolans. That, that is more deep South. But like they would do like fried fish. Everything fried was fish, right. Um, stuff. Yeah. Some calabash in calabash. Barbecue. Yeah, that's right. Barbecue calabash. is oh, North Carolina. Barbecue is big too. Yeah. That's right. That's, right. that's what Carolina we did. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. 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 What about you, Adam? So, yeah, I guess it was kind of like, oh, that's a 
cool, weird-looking old building, yeah. you know? And I wonder what people do in there. They get married, I guess. Yeah. Because you yeah. see people standing outside yeah. it every once in a while in suits, and then you wonder, what, what the heck are they doing? Oh, oh, there's a bride in a dress. Okay, just getting married. So churches are for married people or yeah, getting exactly. married yeah. or something. I don't something know. Something like that, yeah. Or yeah. people who like, to, you know, it's for very formal things, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and I don't like suits, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys, this is from uh, Daniel Nyejin. Did you guys think about where you would go after you die? Did you think about an afterlife at all? Had your mortality hit you yet? I don't know. You're, yeah, so this, you know, kind of similar question to, you know, did you ever think about God, right? And all this, like, the big type of stuff. Um, it's a similar answer I think I would put to before. It's like, you know, I'd be sitting at a bar with some friends, and maybe it would come up, like, once in a blue moon, and it'd be like, you come up with an answer that's like would be very highly unsatisfactory for all of the Christians out there. But we're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, we're philosophers. Yeah. You know, that's great. We figured it all out. You know, um, so that's how it would go for us. Uh, but you know, that that may once in a while in moments where you're like, what is going on in life? Be like, okay, you know. I've heard about this thing that maybe got out there. Like, what? What's your deal? You know, because this is my deal right now. I don't think you understand what's going on here. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I mean, I think it goes back to the the question about you know, like, I guess I didn't really have an answer. I don't know if I thought I may have thought like, oh, what happens when you die? But I actually didn't really. I think, like nobody, I didn't experience really death until my my grandparents when I was around this age, and so. Um, I just didn't, you know, if I'd experienced it earlier on, I probably would have had more of those questions, but I didn't. And so, um, for me, I don't think I really thought too much about what happens after, or if I did, it was just like, oh, you don't, you don't exist anymore. Like, and that would have probably been the only thought that I gave it. Or Cause again, I didn't have another answer, so I wouldn't have dwelt. I wouldn't have dwelt there. Yeah. Um, I remember being a kid when my, my grandfather on my mother's side passed and being, so weirded out by the idea of the open casket that I wouldn't even I, I I stood at the very opposite end of the room, the open casket, just thinking that like a body was there, but like a person was not. Yeah, it was like a really strange thing. Mm-hmm. So my strategy, I think, was just to say, Mm-mm, not yeah, for right you're not going to no. think about it. Yeah, but I was a pretty young kid, too. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So what? Let's go back to the original question then. What, what was it like for you when you actually heard the gospel? Mm. Yeah. So uh, I think it took a long time for me to get there, like a lot of conversations around this, right? So I start going to this church, you know, start seeing this pastor, see, start seeing some bigger categories of things come and fall into place, you know, uh, like, okay, God, sure. There could be a framework that I don't understand yet in which God is actually a part of it because now I'm meeting these people and they seem to think that. Okay, so let's put that category there. God, now I know a little bit more about this, you know, and then Bible. And maybe all I could do is say, like, these people who like God really like this thing called Bible, you know? It's like assembling this thing. that You're assembling the story together, trying to make sense of it. You know, and it's not about making sense of it entirely because the first time I heard God's voice was like an audible voice for me. Right. 
So it's not even like I fully understood gospel, if we have a category here. God is a speaking God who sent his son to die on a cross to take away the sin. Like, you know, it wasn't like that category was even fully there yet, but I had this category called Jesus. Jesus is very important to the people who think about God and Bible and like that stuff. So Jesus is important. All right. So Jesus is a category. And the first time I prayed was like, okay, God, are you really real? Jesus, are you really alive? Like kind of a thing. <laughs> like just say yes. You know, like just like talk, you know, you apparently speak. So would you just do that part of it? And then maybe I'll know a little bit more. Right. But when I first was like, wait a second, all the, when all the categories all of a sudden came together and I really was like, whoa, the God who created all of this, like not just an idea, but like really the thing that I'm standing on, this, the earth that I'm standing on, the like air that I breathe, the person that I am. So like that God, wait a second, who is speaking, has a people who are living for him. And I've met some of them now, like 2000 years ago, entered into the human story and died on a cross so that I could actually find a new type, like, holy smokes, like that kind of fearing the gospel where it was like, wow. And like brought me to my knees, you know, was through a live stream sermon. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, we're it back on, guys. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for you, when you first, after that time when we're, we're at the Easter play, mm-hmm. talk, talk about that time after that. Yeah, after that. We, after that, I mean, just to, to sum up, like, we didn't, I didn't know how to approach it with Mike, so I didn't talk about it with him. And then... Um, we, you know, we, we ended up, yeah, it doesn't really matter we about the relationship. We pretty much like separate, se- went separate ways. Yeah, we kind of went our separate ways. And then, um, but I had kept that, that program for the, for the Easter play. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't need to search out anybody else. I'm just going to read this for myself. And there are a bunch of verses from the book of John on the, on the program. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll read there. Cause I didn't know. It's funny. You know, I mean, you think of a book, you'd start from the beginning, but I was just like, Oh, there's a lot from John. Let's check that out. And so I went there because I knew it was made up of a bunch of little books, I guess. And so I just read the book of John and I was like, Oh, like it just started to make sense. Like, and I was like, I believe I don't, I know I don't fully understand everything, but there's a, there's a God here who I believe is real. And he, and he did this for me. And like, this is, and it just like, it's like the missing piece in my life that, that filled. And I can't explain that feeling, um, other than just pure joy and just being, but like brought to my knees. I was on my knees in my bedroom. A couple of snot cries, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Those ugly cries, good cries. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the spirit, uh, working in partnership with the word and just grabbing your heart. And guys, it's so beautiful. I mean, we talk about the words so much here, the Bible so much, but um, you see, you see the power of the scriptures there, and and I love this. It's it's Anselm's refrain from he's a church father from uh, the Middle Ages. He says, he says this. He says, I I um, I don't I don't seek to understand in order to believe. I believe in order to understand. 
Yeah, it's so good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love I love that. Uh, there's guys. There's a bunch of questions on this feed, so <laughs> okay. it's gonna spill over into the Q and A. So thanks, guys, for posting all these questions. But we're gonna go. We have a, we have some time to go over a couple more. Okay. Um, but before we before we go in before we cut off this time and go back into worship, uh, but. Uh, Sarah Resendez, she's just shocked. She's like, wow, 20 years of living around 15 churches. Where were all the Jesus people at in your community? Um, and that's more of like an exclamation. Uh, and then, and then she says, did you have any friends who are Christians at school? Which, uh, you, you probably answered that after. And and no, (laughs) not, not followers of Jesus really. really, Right. Um, maybe, Maybe one. I had a couple that I knew were, and there was one one guy that I asked because I was like, he's more real, and but but you know he again we were young. I mean we we're in high school, and I don't know if he fully he just he couldn't answer the questions that I thought were like mm. you know nothing that stuck for me. So um, yeah. but yeah, and then and then she's. Oh, I was gonna say it's part of it too. Is like you, it didn't stick, and it's like it may not have stuck, even if it was a great answer. Yeah, because we didn't exactly. have the categories. I wouldn't have had. A, I wouldn't have been able to fully understand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, and then she says, you know, did the church have any presence in the community outside the church building? Mm. And those are all great questions, and and I'm gonna answer them <laughs> because Sarah and everybody else, that's a state of the church today. It's why the church is dying. It's why no one wants our message. Is because all these things that Sarah pointed out were the Jesus people. Well. I wonder if anyone at your workplace is thinking that. Where are the Jesus people? I wonder if anyone in your family is thinking that. I wonder if your friends at the bar are thinking that, or at the gym, or at the club. Like, I've heard about these Jesus people. Where are they? Right? And, that's, and that's us. We've been placed in our neighborhoods. In our, we, we, we are the church in those areas. And, and so I love that, that um, Sarah's pointing this out. And also, uh, Sarah, yeah, the... Uh, I love that too. The, the presence, you know, I was talking to the girls this week. Uh, I was like, Hey girls, do you know what I do? Um, cause I was on a call this past week with, a, with a bunch of church planters and I was training them. And, uh, and one of the church planters asked me how much of your time, cause I was speaking on specifically on, uh, domain engagement, missional engagement, what we do in the city or city engagement. And one of the church planners asked me, how much of what you do is inside the church and how much of what you do is outside the church? And I was like, well, can I give you new categories? Because those aren't the right categories for us as, as uh, followers of Jesus and as church leaders. And I was like, I don't even think in those categories. Uh, because really most of what I do is, out, is, is in the city. Uh, whether it's in the church or not, but actually, I also told him I don't really quote unquote pastor that much. Uh, so, but we we got in that conversation. So I asked the girls. I said, "Girls, do you know what I do?" And Emerson was like, "Well, you do like church stuff." It's like, "Well, what do you think that is?" She's like, "I don't know. You do like spiritual stuff." And I was like, how do I talk to them about this? Because home all day, <laughs> yeah. like, like, spiritual yeah. stuff all yeah. day. Um, she's like, like pray, you pray and stuff, right? I was like, well, I should probably be doing that more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, the church has to be out in the community, in the city. Um, yeah, it's the hermeneutic that Adam talked about earlier. Uh, so um, <laughs> Julia laughed at 
they were the parties. <laughs> <laughs> right? She knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's Chelsea or Alexa here said um, they had the same perspective. Uh, they say as me, but I think it's as you, Adam, attending the Catholic high school. Oh, no, it was as, as me. Yeah, okay, I didn't read the whole thing. But how many people weren't living out their faith in Jesus? And, um, yep, Adam Rumball, Kenyon family, that's, that's the Adam he's, he's talking oh, they about. They know, they yeah. know, yep. That's yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, and, yeah, just to... <laughs> Yeah, just to be clear, we got, we got some comments on here about the flirt to convert. That was not, uh, I mean, I don't know what Emily's tactic was. Well, I was trying not to say it was Emily, but it was Emily. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, um, but here's the thing. I, I was into her whether we were in an official dating relationship or not. Like, I mean, at that stage of my life, I was into any girl who's into me, right? So, and most, you know, boys are like that. So you don't have to date them. Just give them some time, you know, like like talk to them, say hi to them, right? You don't have to date them and get into all that stuff and then invite them to church and they'll follow you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Dating is a whole cultural construct that we could talk about. But, um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, that wasn't my intention at all. Um, I'd actually heard the Lord speak and say, go talk to her in this in this big classroom of people. And so I sat down next to her and started talking to her. Um, and I interpreted, interpreted, interpreted it wrongly. Uh, and this wishful thinking, this really cute girl must be a Christian. Cause yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it must be because God wants me to be happy and date and get married. That's how I interpreted it. Mm. I, and that's why it led to complications when it was just, Hey, go talk to her and share and share her with me. I didn't realize that until two months in. Yeah. That's how uh, foolish and hormonal I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, yeah. So we'll guys we'll we'll get to we'll get to all these other comments and questions in the Q and A. Um, but uh, I hope this really helped you start to reframe what it means to have a faith conversation. And and that and how to how it can just be so easy and so simple, especially when you when you hear someone like Missy say, I wasn't opposed to it. I just hadn't been exposed to it. And Adam say, you know, there's all these it was, it was like a different language. There's always categories that I was trying to piece together. And guys, maybe you just give one puzzle piece to the person. Yeah. Right. Oh. You're just one step in their faith journey. And I mean, think about all the steps that, that had to happen for your, your faith journey to, to come together and you to meet Jesus. So, um, we're, uh, Oh, and then next week guys, we're actually on the live stream. Adam, Adam has, well, why don't you kind of tease oh, it's that? Gonna, it's going to be so much fun guys. I'm like, I'm like 99% excited and 1% absolutely terrified <laughs> <laughs> because who knows Truth. what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, so this is like this is so what 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 we want for you what I want for you guys to see is just what it looks like to have a a normal faith conversation uh with somebody who doesn't believe and uh so I just w went through some some friends and started thinking through who'd be good to talk to and guys I didn't I did not even choose my my closest friends for this 
Uh, I chose people who are a little more on the peripheral, who I haven't had too many conversations with, um, but I've had a couple, so it's not like there's no context for us talking about this, and just have a normal conversation with a normal person, and maybe we'll learn something. So next week, the next two weeks, yeah. actually, is me, Adam, yeah. and one of those friends yeah. in this chair, and Adam's just going to model, he's just going to, not mom, I mean, he's just going to have a faith conversation. Yeah. And, and well, it's, it's really... It's, here, think about it like this. We're just going to have a conversation and faith's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's really cool. These, uh, <laughs> these friends have agreed to do this on a live stream. So, um, join into that guys, invite people to that. There's probably people who you have in your life who, who you'd want to see an interaction like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to see how it goes live next Sunday. Uh, I'm going to pray for us and we're going to, then we're going to go into worship. Jesus, we love you. You are our life. And so just show us how to be uh, human and natural. That's, that's the thing that we can do is just be the most human we can. And, and if we can rediscover that, uh, then we'll walk with you in the cool of the day, God. It'll be as natural as that. We will we'll talk to you and pray without ceasing. We will... Uh, always have the gospel on our lips and um, and we will be masterpieces on display for this world to see and so Jesus we love you and uh, pray that you just uh, just do something in us to respond to you in this time we ask this in your name amen If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.